good evening in this part we are going to trace the history of insurgency in northeast india northeast india this region now consists of seven states also referred to as the seven sisters the region has only 4% of the country's population but about twice as much share of its area a small corridor of about 22 kilometers connects the region to the rest of the country otherwise the region shares boundaries with china myanmar and bangladesh and serves as india's gateway to southeast asia the region has witnessed a lot of change since 1947 tripura manipur and kashi hills of meghalaya were erstwhile princely states which merged with india after independence the entire region of northeast has gone considerable political reorganization nagaland state was created in 1963 manipur tripura and meghalaya in 1972 while mizoram and arunachal pradesh became separate states only in 1987 the partition of india in 1947 has reduced the northeast to a landlocked region and affected its economy cut off from rest of india the region suffered neglect in developmental terms its politics too remain insulated at the same time most states in this region underwent major demographic changes due to influx of migrants from neighboring states and countries the isolation of the region its complex so- social characteristics the isol sorry the isolation of the region its complex social character and its backwardness compared to other parts of the country have all resulted in complicated set of demands from different states of northeast the vast international border and weak communication between northeast and the rest of india has further added to the delicate nature of politics there three issues dominate the politics of northeast first demands for autonomy second is a movement for secession and third is the opposition to outsiders major initiatives on the first issue in 1970s set the stage for some dramatic developments on the second and third in 1980s now let's look at the issues in northeast india one by one first issue would be the demand for autonomy at independence the entire region except manipur and tripura comprised the state of was part of the state of assam demand for social and political autonomy arose when the non assamese felt that assamese government was imposing assamese language on them there were opposition and protest riots throughout the state and the leaders of the major tribal communities wanted to separate from assam they formed the eastern india tribal union which later transformed into a more comprehensive all party hill leaders conference in 1960 they demanded a tribal state to be carved out of assam finally instead of one tribal state several states got carved out of assam at different points of time central government had to create meghalaya mizoram and arunachal pradesh out of assam tripura and manipur were upgraded into states too the reorganization of northeast was completed by 1972 but this was not the end of autonomy demands in the region in assam for example communities like the bodos karbis and dimasas wanted separate states they worked for this demand by mobilizing public opinion and popular movement as well as through insurgency 
Often the same area was claimed by more than one community. It was not possible to go on making smaller and yet smaller states. Therefore, some other provisions of a federal setup were used to satisfy their autonomy demands while remaining in Assam. Karbis and Demasas have been granted autonomy under district councils, while Bodos were recently granted autonomous councils. Second issue is the demand for secession from Indian Union by some of the elements of Northeast India. Demands for autonomy were easier to respond to for this involved using the various provisions in constitution for accommodation of diversities. It was much more difficult when some groups demanded that a separate country be created. And these demands were often not in momentary anger but were consistently as a principal position. The country's leadership faced this problem for a very long time in the in at least two states in Northeast, a comparison of these two cases offers a lesson in democratic politics. After independence, the Miso Hills was made an autonomous district within Assam. Some Misos believed that they were never part of British India and therefore did not belong to the Indian Union. But the moment for secession gained popular support after the Assam government failed to respond adequately to the great famine of 1959 in Mizo Hills. Mizo's anger led to the formation of Mizo National Front, the MNF, under the leadership of Lal Denga. Lal Denga was born in 1937 and uh, passed away in 1990. As just mentioned earlier, he was the founder leader of uh, Mizo National Front. It was his experience of the Miso famine of 1959 that created the MNF, which had led an armed struggle against India for almost two decades. And it reached a settlement when an agreement was signed between the then Prime Minister Rajiv Gandhi in 1986. And he became the first Chief Minister of the newly created state of Mizoram. In 1966, MNF started an armed campaign for independence and uh, thus started a two-decade-long battle between the Miso insurgents and the Indian Army. MNF fought a guerrilla war and got support from Pakistani government and secured shelter in the then East Pakistan, which is the present-day Bangladesh. The Indian security forces countered it with a series of repressive measures for which common people were the victims. At one point, even Air Force was used. These measures caused more anger and alienation among the people. At the end of two decades of insurgency, everyone was a loser. This is where maturity of political leadership at both ends made a difference. Laldinga came back from exile in Pakistan and started negotiations with the Indian government. And Daji Gandhi steered these negotiations to a positive conclusion. And in 1986, a peace agreement was signed between Daji Gandhi and Laldinga. As per this accord, Mizoram was granted full-fledged statehood and with special powers and the MNF agreed to give up secessionist struggle. Laldinga took over as the chief minister. This accord proved a turning point in the history of Mizoram. Today, Mizoram is one of the most peaceful states in the region and has taken big strides in literacy and development. The story of Nagaland is similar to Mizoram except that it started much earlier and has not yet had an happy ending, unfortunately. Led by Angami Sapu Piso, a section of Nagas declared independence from India way back in 1951. 
Hiso turned down many offers of negotiated uh, settlement and the Naga National Council launched an armed struggle for the sovereignty of Nagas. After a period of violent insurgency, a section of Nagas signed an agreement with the government of India, but this was not acceptable to other rebels. The problem in Nagaland still awaits a final resolution. Another pressing issue of the Northeast region is the movements against outsiders. The large-scale migration into Northeast gave rise to a special kind of problem that pitted the local communities against people who were seen as outsiders or migrants. These latecomers, either from India or abroad, are seen as encroachers on scarce resources like land and potential competitors to employment opportunities and political power. This issue has taken political and sometimes violent forms in many states of the Northeast. The Assam movement from 1979 to 1985 is the best example of such movements against outsiders. Assamis suspected that there were huge numbers of illegal Bengali Muslim settlers from Bangladesh. They felt that unless these foreign nationals are detected and deported, they would reduce the indigenous Assamese into a minority. There were other economic issues too. There was widespread poverty and unemployment in Assam despite the existence of natural resources like oil, tea and coal. It was felt that these were drained out of the state without any benefit to the people. In 1979, the All Assam Students' Union a student group not affiliated to any party led an anti-foreigner movement. The movement was against all illegal migrations, against the domination of Bengalis and other outsiders, and against faulty worker, faulty uh, sorry, against the faulty voters register that had included the names of lakhs of immigrants. The movement demanded that all outsiders who had entered the state after 1951 should be sent back. The agitation followed many novel methods and mobilized all sections of Assamese people, drawing support across the state. It also involved many tragic and violent incidents leading to loss of property and human lives. The movement also tried to blockade the movement of trains and supply of oil from Assam to refineries in Bihar. Eventually, after six years of turmoil, Rajiv Gandhi-led government entered in negotiations with the AR Assam Students Union (AASU) leaders leading to the signing of an accord in 1985. According to this agreement, these foreigners who migrated into Assam during and after Bangladesh war since were to be identified and deported. With the successful completion of the movement, AASU and the Assam Gana Sankram Parishad organized themselves as a regional political party called Assam Gana Parishad AGP. It came into power in 1985 with the promise of solving the foreign national problem as well as to build a golden Assam. Assam Accord brought peace and changed the face of politics in Assam, but it did not solve the problem of immigration. The issue of outsiders continues to be a live issue in the politics of Assam and many other places in Northeast. This problem is particularly acute for the example in Tripura as the original inhabitants have been reduced to being a minority in their own land. The same feeling informs hostility of local population in Chakma and Population to Chakmar refugees in Mizoram and Arunachal Pradesh.